हरे कृष्ण दिवती चंद्रवत प्रणाम ऑल ग्लोरी टू शेला प्रभु महाराज you are able yes mataji yes mataji ah great thank you for that response yes please accept my humble obeisances all glories to shri lakshmipad all glories to guru maharaj so we will pray first and then we will start uh, canto 5 chapter 4 verse 14 onwards um narayanam namaskritya naram chaiva narottamam सरस्वती व्यास तुदीर नष्टु अभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवत्युतम श्लोके भक्तेर्भवती नैष्टिके ओम विष्णुपादाय कृष्णपृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमती जयपताकस्वाम नितनामिनी नमाचार्य पादायताय कृपाप्रदाय गौरकथा दामदाय नगर ग्रामतारिणी मोम विष्णुपादाय कृष्णपृष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदस्वामी नमिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी गौरवाणी प्रचारिणी निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चातिदेशतारिणे जाया श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद श्रीअद्वैतगदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे मुखम करोति वाचालम पंगुम लंघयते गिरिम यत्कृपा सॉरीहम वंदे श्री गुरु दीनतारिणम परमाधव श्री चैतन्य ईश्वर हरि ओम तत्सत यस टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू रीड दी टॉपिक कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स ऑफ ऋषभदेव चैप्टर चैप्टर टेक्स्ट into 5 chapter 4 text verse 14 bhagavan rishabha samnya atmatantra swayam nitya nivrittanartha parampara kevalanandanubhava ishvara eva viparitavat karmaniyarabha mana kale nanugatam dharmam आचरेना आचरे आचरणेनो आचरणेनोपिक्षय अथ द्विदा सम उपशा मित्रकारुणिको धर्मायश प्रज्नादाताधीन गृहेशु लोक नियमयाद translation by shri prabhupad jai shri prabhupad being an incarnation of the supreme personality of godhead lord rishabadeva was fully independent because his form was spiritual eternal and full of transcendental bliss he eternally had nothing to do with the four principles of material misery birth death old age and disease nor was he materially attached He was always equipoised, and he saw everyone on the same level. 
He was unhappy to see others unhappy. He was the well-wisher of all living entities. Although he was a perfect personality, the Supreme Lord, the controller of all, he nonetheless acted as if he were an ordinary conditioned soul. Therefore, he strictly followed the principles of Varanashrama Dharma and acted accordingly. In due course of time, the principles of Varanashrama Dharma had become neglected. Therefore, through his personal characteristics and behavior, he taught the ignorant public how to perform duties within the Varanashrama Dharma. In this way, he regulated the general populace in householder life, enabling them to develop religion and economic well-being and to attain reputations. Sons and daughters, literal pleasure, finally eternal life. By his instructions, he showed how people could remain householders and at the same time become perfect by following the principles of Varnashrama Dharma. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Varnashrama Dharma is meant for imperfect, conditioned souls. It trains them to become spiritually advanced in order to return home back to Godhead. The civilization that does not know the highest aim of life is no better than an animal society. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam, Nate vidu swartagatim hi vishnum. A human society is meant for elevation to spiritual knowledge so that all of the people can be freed from the clutches of birth, death, old age, and disease. The Varnashrama Dharma enables human society to become perfectly fit for getting out of clutches of Maya and by following regulative principles of Varnashrama Dharma, one can become successful. In this regard, see Bhagavad Gita chapter 3, verse 21 to 24. So you see, a lot is spoken here about the symptoms of um, Supreme Personality of Godhead, especially how to identify Him and what are His typical you know, features. So this uh, is more uh, nicely explained in uh, Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, verses 21 to 24. Verse 21 starts with, uh, you know, Tatta Deve Janaha, what is that? Sayat Pramanam Kuruti Lokastad Anvartre, Yad Yad Acharati. You know, first line is, it started wherever, you know, whatever uh, uh, activities a great man performs, common men follow. That's the verse. And then next verse says that, you know, I, uh, next, next verse, I think, you know, there, then Krishna says, you know, I myself don't have to follow any rules and regulations. But still I follow to set example for others. Because, next verse he says, because if I don't follow, then people also will not follow. So, uh, you know, who has to follow the rules, you know, in the purports Krishna explains, I mean, uh, purport Prabhupada explains, who has to follow the rules? You know, if we are looking for some result in any activity, um, then we have to, you know, do the activities. If you want the result from an activity, you have to do the activity. But suppose somebody is not in need of any result, like Krishna is so fully satisfied. He is Satchid Ananda Vigraha. He does not need any result then why should he even perform the activity? That's why Krishna says, I don't need to perform activity, but still I perform so that common people can follow. So, you know, because if I don't follow, then people will think, oh, great personality Krishna, he doesn't follow the rules, why should I follow the rules? This is how people will uh, talk about Krishna, you know. So that is exactly what Krishna does not want. That is why he falls. And here, the same thing, you know, comes in the next verse, text 15 also, you know. The same thing, yadhyachishanyacharitam taddad anuvartate loka 
same thing you know that we will see a little later let me explain this first first you know so the and the translation is also same thing you know canto 5 chapter 4 text 15 is same thing whatever action is performed by a great man common men follow you see how uh, you know how bhagavad gita and bhagavatam has same things even the wordings are uh, kind of same you know yadyad acharati shreshta tattad evetaro jana you know tattad anuvartate loka you know same meaning is the same you know uh, so this is the next verse but um, you know um, yes i can read it uh, right now and then together we can uh, club the translation so let me just read canto 5 chapter 4 text 15 yadyachishanya charitam tattadanuvartate loka only one line <laughs> translation by shrila propad jai shrila propad whatever action is performed by a great man common men follow purport by shrila propad jai shrila propad A similar verse is also found in Bhagavad Gita chapter 3 verse 21. It is essential for human society to have a section of men perfectly trained as qualified brahmanas according to the instructions of Vedic knowledge. Those below the brahmanical qualification that is administrators, merchants and workers should take instructions from those ideal people who are considered to be intellectuals. In this way everyone can be elevated to the highest transcendental position. and be freed from material attachment you see this is the point which even in previous verse and in this verse you know this is the point to be noted in this way everyone can be elevated to the highest transcendental position and be freed from material attachment the material world is described by lord krishna himself as dukkhalayam ashashvatam a temporary place of misery no one can stay here even if he makes a compromise with misery one has to give up his body and accept another which may not even be a human body as soon as one gets a material body he he becomes dehabrit or dehi in other words he is subjected to all material conditions leaders of society must be so ideal that the following that by following them one can be relieved from the clutches of material existence so you see we are clubbing these two purports now and let's let's discuss um, you know all the points so um, this is exactly in third chapter was 21 you know uh, we are seeing that whatever great people perform common people follow so now who is a, let's start from there who is a great person who is a leader uh, you know all of us all of us are um, leaders so if all of us are leaders why are we leaders in purpose is in the purport that you know state head is a leader or um, you know um, a school teacher is a leader a father is a leader proper rise in the purport if a father or, or a husband is a leader you know then mother also is a leader for kids and among the kids the eldest kid is a leader for the other kids in the family and for the uh, about other kids they are leaders for people who are younger than them you know they are leaders because children when they play uh, small children you know grade 1 children you know um, class 1 children they look upon class 3 children as leaders right they see that see they are they are doing this so we are also do you know uh, so the the, uh, the small kids follow the elder kids so even kids become leaders so um, then you know uh, how can we set examples for others this is what we have to responsibly think and for that propas says that you know we should follow according to the moral codes we should be well versed propas is in the last line of chapter 3 verse 21 purport uh, i'm just paraphrasing it uh, because i don't have bhagavad gita book right in front of me oh, yes i have it there um 
you know he he says that uh, we all should uh, you know be well versed you know the leader should be well versed in uh, scriptural injunctions in moral codes you know well versed means how can we be well versed without reading therefore we have to read daily you know every day chapter 17 verse 15 also says that you know vangmayam tapauchyate you know um, that we have to all be uh, you know reading uh, shastras every day you know and uh, or hearing at least you know if you're not reading at least be hearing daily so if we are hearing daily then only we can follow otherwise how do you know what is right and what is wrong see here i opened the chapter 3 verse 21 of bhagavad gita and its last verse i mean last sentence in the purport says last two let me read the king or the executive head of state the father and the school teacher are all considered to be natural leaders of the innocent people in general all such natural leaders have a great responsibility to their dependents therefore they must be conversant with standard books of moral and spiritual code see we should be conversant how will we be conversant if we are simply reading social studies science geography geometry huh we have to also read are we teaching our kids bhagavad gita this is very important see all such natural leaders when we are all natural leaders when we have a great responsibility what is our duty you know when we have a responsibility there is a duty what is that we have to be conversant with standard books of moral and spiritual codes this is very important so if we have to be conversant we have to be reading shastras what happens then you know our uh, you know intelligence become fine tuned our intelligence becomes sharp when intelligence is sharp whenever there is a conflict uh, you know between two values you know then intelligence will help us to decide which value we must take up you know which value is more higher you know uh, so many times uh, we are it's called dharma sankata you know um, should we do this it is right or should we do that that is right and both the rights are opposite you know uh, what is right and what is wrong so uh, you know so if we have learned in the shastras and if we have trained our intelligence uh, uh through the uh, through hearing you know um a hearing of scriptures uh, from uh, practicing uh, krishna conscious people then automatically we will be able to take right decisions and what if we are not in a position to take right decision then we have to approach our mentor our counselor and then we have to make right decisions and how do you know whether we made a right decision when we make a right decision we instantly become happy when we make a wrong decision we will be somewhat unhappy you know even though it may be um, right like for example if a brahmana is telling a butcher you know when he is asking which way did the cow run you know he took the left road or the right road and if if it really took the left road and if he says left and when butcher goes and kills this fellow will die out of guilt i had to tell the truth should i tell the truth or should i save the cow so the answer is uh, you know by telling the truth if the cow dies then it's better to tell a lie and save a cow because it's told if in marriage you know in marriage matters even my guru maharaj was speaking once so that uh, in chaitanya leela he was telling somebody had to tell a lie he said that sometimes telling lie is allowed guru maharaj was saying sometimes like in marriage we exaggerate the things and uh, marry the people guru maharaj was saying you know so uh, and in kannada and even telugu and i think even tamil there's a saying you know um that saavira sul heli ondu madhe maadisbeku means tell a thousand lie to make one marriage happen it's it's told like that you know for ordinary material marriages they say even thousand lies you can tell to perform one marriage what about uh, krishna conscious marriages to make krishna conscious marriages maybe we will have to tell many lies <laughs> you know uh, if if marriage has to happen to to help two devotees to come together to uh, 
you know attain perfection in their lives like that you know so um so uh, here you know um uh, here we have to know what is right and what is wrong so we have to know what is right and what is wrong when to tell a lie a businessman is allowed to tell a lie only in among all professions only one profession is allowed to tell a lie that is a businessman and the prabhupad says jokingly that a businessman will always say oh prabhupad ji please come please come for you we will not take any profit then he says it is a lie you know businessman will talk like that only for you i am not taking any profit for you i am just giving you a mark price or what a cost price whatever he will say because that is how you know and he will take a little bit of profit otherwise he cannot make his living so you know we have to uh, you know uh, we have to understand that some people are allowed to tell a lie but if we are not aware of these things you know how we will be aware we should hear it uh, from uh, practicing krishna conscious devotees we should hear prabhupad lectures then we will get to know you know so much of moral codes and uh, of conduct and then um, it may appear like uh, why did uh, you know yudhishthira speak a lie you know he said ashwatthama hata kunjara in fact he did not agree to speak a lie that's why he was he was asked to tell that say ashwatthama the elephant died when he said the elephant krishna brought the conscience you know mm. um, you know uh, so then uh, the word elephant was not heard ashwatthama died was heard you know so it became a lie you know so uh, why this lie, lie was spoken because krishna told if krishna says speak a lie we must speak a lie if krishna says speak a truth speak the truth we must speak the truth so we should know you know what is right and what is wrong so when we know what is right and what is wrong then according to that you know when we live our life we will be very happy so we will not be morose you know why when we become morose when we are not when we are supposed to tell a lie if we tell a truth then we will become morose huh. you know so um, uh, so like that you know uh, there are many um, cases where uh, there is duality you know you don't know which which route to take up so, so if you are regularly hearing then you will have very clear understanding within few years time for me it of course took i think one decade fully to understand uh you know to become an independently thoughtful person you know and lead my life so you know um prabhupad here is telling that if we are following varnashrama dharma um you know and if you are knowing all the rules and regulations of varnashrama dharma and if you are following as per varnashrama rules then even even if you are imperfect and even if you are conditioned souls we will become spiritually advanced you know and that will help us to go back home back to godhead um you know and if we are not following varnashrama dharma and simply leading animal life of living together without marriage then what else you know we will lead life of frustration and we will we will go down to animal species that's why now only we become like tomorrow's animal you know we can put a board i am going to be an animal tomorrow because i am living like an animal now this is prabhupada is saying that that kind of people you know they are a part of animal society means tomorrow's animals you know like that animal society so um, prabhupada writes in the purport that you know um, uh, we should know the purpose of human life we should know you know that uh, our business is not to get out of uh, you know financial crisis not to get out of emotional crisis but to get out of the four problems called birth death disease and old age so when we are uh, you know um, uh, understanding that real problem is that i have to take an birth and a uh, real solution is that i should not take birth that's all what is the real problem that i have taken birth and what is the simple symptom of those problems what are the you know uh, problems that really say that uh, you have done a mistake 
is uh, death, disease, and old age after birth. You know, these are three more things. So now, um, you know, we should only think of how to get out. How to get out of um, this kind of, uh, you know, uh, difficulty is, you know, by actually uh, following in the footsteps of great acharyas and following the footsteps of Rishabdev. That's why it is told that. Rishabdev, you know, uh, was such a regulated householder, such a regulated householder, that he was very peaceful and happy, you know, is it possible for us to be peaceful and happy? And, you know, he would feel unhappy only at one time, when, when others are unhappy. Seeing the others unhappy, this is what is a Vaishnava quality, this, this comes in the translation, you know. But this is a Vaishnava quality, that when you are uh, unhappy, when seeing others unhappy, you are, you are a Vaishnava. Vaishnava is Paradukkaduki. Other times we are always happy. Now how we can be always happy? Um, this, uh, the answer is that, you know, when, uh, when we become unhappy, you know, that time how to be happy? You know, when we are unhappy, uh, we just uh, always have a reason to blame. You know, we just have to have always a reason, you know, that so and so did this to me. So I am unhappy. You know, so how do we take that? You know, how, how can we be happy when someone is uh, always letting us down or criticizing or fault-finding or uh, abusing or, uh, you know, harassing? How can we be happy? Simple answer. We should know that. See, if, if whatever we have done in the past, we only get that. Point number one. Whatever we have done in the past, and that too if we are practicing devotees, that means uh, whatever we have done, we get only token punishment of 10%. 90% discount we get. 90% discount. The 90% discount means only 10% punishment. And 10% looks for us so painful. Then we have to understand that uh, you just multiply the 10%, you know, you add 90 more percent to it. And make it, uh, what if it was uh, much more worse than what we got? So that much more worse things is what we have done a saintly person because right now you are practicing Krishna conscious and you are saintly you are feeling why why a saintly person like me is being harassed or criticized you know um, when I don't deserve it if you are thinking like that we should know that the same thing in a more worse way we had done it in some of the past lifetimes we had done it you know and and to some saintly person so now when we are saintly we are being uh, we, we are getting whatever we did so now uh, can we think, it just just to help ourselves, you know, take it very neutrally, I'm just sharing my realizations. Can we, uh, you know, can we just try to put ourselves into the shoes of that particular person who must have got harassed by us, you know, 90% more than what we are being harassed today. So just think that when we were harassing 100%, a saintly soul, how much that saintly soul must have got hurt. Now, when we think like that, you know, really if we try to think, if we had done this to someone as if we had done it to a saintly person, a Krishna conscious person, a saintly person, you know, how that person must have cried, must have got offended, must have got humiliated. If we think, what do we feel at that time? You know, we really feel repentance, we feel remorse. Why did I do that? You know, why I must have done that? So, um, how can I say uh, sorry and how can I uh, do some um, nice service to the person in return? You know, if we think like that, when we think like that, what happens is um, we feel now, I don't even know if that person has gone back to God. I don't even know who that person is. When we think like that, 
then we think suppose if that person is not gone back to god then we owe that person because we have hurt the person so now how to how to repay you know uh, by good services is now we can think that probably the ones who are around us and who who may come to us like through these classes or for me through facebook or or auto rickshaw driver or our watchman or our uh, whoever comes and interacts with us in the office uh, you know in the bus in the railway station whoever interacts let us take them as someone that whom we might have uh, you know been bad therefore now we have, we've come to receive it so now let us offer our service let's be in the mood that and among among them comes also the person who is right now harassing so that that person also probably if what if we had harassed that person in the past so much more than that person is doing that to us now then when we think that we have done 100 times more than the person who is doing something to us when we think like that and then we want to apologize for what we have done so um, an apology means now we can just do seva render some service so uh, can we do that service to the one who is harassing us yes we have to because now whoever comes to us we should just render service to them so that we can clear our debts we can uh, make up uh, we can pay our dues in the form of service in the form of gra- grateful smiles in the form of appreciative smiles in the form of sweet speech in the form of um, uh, nice actions services you know for the people around us including those who are harming us so if we can be like that thinking that probably we had harmed someone much more worse than this person is doing this to me then you know we we feel that we really don't deserve forgiveness therefore we have to you know uh, we have to pay our dues by serving the person serving the offenders back in return so if this is the mood then we too can be neutral we too can be compassionate to the person who is hurting us because definitely we have done 90 times more than what the person is doing to us because we are practicing devotees krishna is just giving us token punishment this much we have to clearly understand and then we will not be angry we will not be unhappy so rishabdev was like that he was not angry he was not unhappy he was only unhappy when someone was unhappy he could not see another person in pain so that is a devotee quality also even devotees do not cannot see another person in pain devotees become happy when the others are happy so this is uh, you know how we also can be happy uh, when we are undergoing painful situations so this is uh, uh, you know um, this is uh, the purport of um, into 5 chapter 4 verse 14 and also uh, verse 15 purports explanation is that um, you know that uh, whatever the uh, leaders follow you know that is what the common people follow so uh, they imitate you know so prabhupad says in the purport that see krishna uh, lifted the govardhana hill we cannot lift then we should not imitate you know krishna danced raslila with the gopi girls uh, at a small eight 8 year old age he didn't do that when he became a teenager he did when he was a small boy so we should not go to imitate him when we are mature adults dancing in the pub and saying krishna did it so i am doing it that is nonsense prabhupada says the lord shiva drank poison when he is he is also drinking uh, uh, in take, taking some uh, ganja or something like that you know he, uh, that we should not imitate saying oh lord shiva is taking ganja so let me also take it no he drank poison 
can we drink poison? Are we imitating him for that? No. So we should not imitate. We should just follow in their footsteps. What is to follow Lord Shiva? Lord Shiva is always, uh, you know, remembering Krishna. He's always saying, chant the holy names of Krishna. So we should just follow that. You know, and how to follow Krishna? Krishna was, uh, you know, doing his duties. Lord Rishabhadeva was doing his duties. So we also have to do our duties. This is how we have to follow. We do, should not imitate them. We should follow because just by doing the duties in Varnashrama, in our family, we will attain perfection. You know, and that I can tell you, you know, uh, our uh, Rupini Padma Mataji is there and myself. Yeah, because she keeps uh, explaining her life and I keep telling my life so I can quote her name very nicely. Whether she or me, we have been grihasthas, we have been uh, doing our duties to the family and therefore uh, she is not even able to go to his temple regularly. I am not even able to go to his temple regularly. But our family members don't mind if we are sitting at home and doing some class like this. So you see, uh, we are doing our uh, duties and we are also taking class and our family is happy. And our family loves us. And in the process, um, we have become accustomed to Krishna-given situations, you see. We are not asking for a change of situation. We are gradually developing, uh, uh, you know, a comfort zone, even in a very unique, uh, you know, comfort zone in our devotional service. That is, uh, we are making ourselves comfortable, <laughs> you know. Uh, suppose we are told not to go out, then we will create online opportunity, uh, like Rupini Padmamataji and the others here in the call. You know, they organize this meeting, so they are making it comfortable for them, because they can't go to temple. And I am making it comfortable for me because I can't go to temple. So I am also using this uh, online opportunity and I am preaching. So you see, uh, wherever we are, we are somehow or the other, you know, doing some devotional service. This is how in Varnashrama we are learning to dance to the tunes of Krishna. You know, and when things go against our way, we think it is probably Krishna's will and he wants something out of it. That's why we are doing it, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, I, I was wanting to be very truthful and I was trying to be very truthful. But suddenly somebody took my money and they never returned. And in the court case, I had to fight. And my lawyer told me that, see, unless you say this lie, you will not get back your money. And telling lies is not wrong because it's a, a money earned by dharma. And it was taken away by adharma. And so, so to protect dharma, you have to tell a lie. Like how Yudhishthira Maharaj also was supposed to tell a lie. He told me like that. Then I thought, okay, I, I was thinking that my lawyer is uh, representing Krishna and I don't know anything about um, the legal war, you know, that is court case. I do not know. And in the Mahabharata war, Arjuna listened to Krishna. And for me, uh, Krishna's position will be taken by my lawyer. And so when my lawyer told me to tell a lie, I said it very boldly. I said it. You know, so you see, now what is dharma and what is a dharma? That's why we should be hearing, you know. We should know when to say a lie, when not to say a lie. Uh, you know, uh, to protect dharma, whatever is required, you know. It may look like uh, how how devotee can do such a thing. But, you know, uh, devotees will do anything to serve Krishna. Like once, um, you know, one person, Prabhupada was supposed to you know, get a deity and one rich man told, I'll give you a deity. Then they were taking time and Prabhupada said, get it immediately. And then somehow, uh, I, I'm just paraphrasing the whole thing because I'm, I, I may go wrong in the details. It's approximately, the summary is correct, you know. Then when Prabhupada got, you know, the little finger of the DT was cut and they said, uh, uh, they wanted to keep it with them. They just showed. Prabhupada said, no, no, it's all right, we will take it. Uh, you know, immediately Prabhupada took it and <laughs> he just sent it, you know. Uh, see, it, it is... He's, he's not purchasing, they just want to give it free, but uh, Prabhupada, 
didn't uh, allow them even one extra minute. He immediately took it and, um, you know, and then a new temple came up and uh, uh, you see means they had some other uh, thoughts and Prabhupada understood what they have in their head. And Prabhupada did w what is good, you know, for uh, Krishna Conscious Movement in the West, like this, you know, uh, means um, the uh, leaders or the spiritual leaders, sometimes what they are doing, we may not understand, but there will be some, uh, some uh, deep, uh, you know, uh, deep uh, good behind that, you know, welfare, you know, they are doing it for welfare activities. Like Prabhupada said, don't eat onion and garlic, you know, but when, uh, you know, when uh, in a life member's house, you know, they had informed that we don't eat onion and garlic. But in life member's house, they served some, something which, which had onion, which had onion and Prabhupada was served onion and his disciple was served onion. And his disciple said, Prabhupada, it has onion. Prabhupada said, no, it doesn't have onion. Uh, he said, Prabhupada, it's same thing. You see, it's there. Prabhupada said, no, there's no onion. You eat. I am eating. You also eat. Prabhupada said like that. Now, why did he say that, you know? And then, um, and then he ate and he came out of the house and said, Prabhupada said to his disciple, yes, there was onion. <laughs> you know, but I told you to eat and I also ate because they might become devotees in the near future, you know, if we don't offend them today. So you see, what Prabhupada has in his head, only Prabhupada knows, you know, and, and uh, when he does something, it will really work also. So you see, if, if something, uh, that's why, you know, um, when we were in... Um, uh, in Islamic country, there were some uh, Muslims, you know, uh, we went to, of course, we went to India at that time for uh, Gordon retreat, and some people from Turkey, etc., you know, and some Muslim countries, they had come, and they told us that, you know, that uh, how we preach is, our Muslim neighbors, you know, we call them, uh, I mean, we give them prasad, they give us meat, you know, in exchange. And we take it. We don't say no, we don't eat, etc. Because then they will get bewildered and they will not want to associate with us. So we keep giving them prasad, they keep giving us meat. We take the meat and we throw it in the dustbin. We take the meat and we throw it in the dustbin. You know, Like that, you know. Now, uh, why are they taking the meat, if you ask? Well, that is, that is the way they are making that meat eater into a devotee. Very simple. So you see, uh, we don't understand, you know, what, what devotees are doing. We don't understand. That's why we should never judge a devotee. We should never misunderstand. We should go and ask them, uh, what made you do this? And if they, if they wish to say, they will say. Otherwise, they may not even reply. You know, so uh, you, you, we can always ask them. You know, let us not judge them based on what they are doing because their intentions will be divine. The intentions will be to uplift the souls around them. So to uplift another soul, you know, anything can be done. Like... Um, uh, once, you know, a brahmachari was uh, uh, going and uh, two brahmacharis were walking near the riverside and one Mataji was drowning, you know. When she's drowning and saying, oh, help, help, this brahmachari was not supposed to see a woman, you know, he jumps into the water hearing her cry just to save her life and he carries her on his back and he swims and he puts her on the other side of the river. And this other brahmachari also swims and he crosses the river and this is... Uh, after uh, uh, then they keep walking together and he leaves the woman that side and then he goes you know and after some time after two hours or so the other brahmachari says hey you being a brahmachari you should not have carried a woman on your back you know uh, how can you bring a brahmachari do such a thing it is very big nonsense so this brahmachari replied I carried her on my back just to save her life but you are carrying her in your heart even now you see 
you are carrying her in your heart even now he said so you see um, he just did the seva and he forgot about it and he was krishna conscious but this brahmachari was a fault finder so we should never find fault you know we should know like prabhupada told us not to watch television but when he was traveling uh, in the flight there were um, uh, disciples with him secretaries and prabhupada uh, switched on the cinema of charlie chaplin and prabhupada was laughing ha 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 he is laughing you know and uh, the one next to him was reading shrimad bhagavatam and prabhupada's uh, servant was reading shrimad bhagavatam he was not watching tv and he saw prabhupada watching and prabhupada is laughing and prabhupada is watching and prabhupada is laughing and this one sitting next to prabhupada is reading shrimad bhagavatam aloud even for prabhupada to hear the prabhupada is not hearing shrimad bhagavatam he is watching charlie chaplin and he is laughing then the one who sitting next to prabhupada said prabhupada uh, we must not watch cinemas right he asked so prabhupada said i am not watching cinema i am watching krishna's talent of humor manifested so well in this particular character i am watching krishna's talent and you are watching cinema you don't watch <laughs> you know <laughs> prabhupada said that you know i am paraphrasing of course you know so prabhupada told to his disciple that i am not watching cinema i am watching krishna's talent so if you are watching krishna's talent in india uh, a pakistan cricket match you know you are just watching krishna's talent then it doesn't matter to you uh, you know whether india wins or pakistan wins anybody wins you will celebrate it because you are celebrating its talent how does it matter but if you are wanting only india to win that means you are not watching krishna's talent you are watching india's talent that you should not watch that is addictive if you are watching krishna's talent and anything you do when you are seeing krishna there then that is perfectly all right you know mm, uh, devotees buy expensive mobiles metalist bike expensive mobiles mayavadi say don't use gadgets don't buy mobiles if you want uh, you know attain salvation you know so now mayavadi what are these krishna conscious people you know what kind of uh, salvation they want they are buying expensive mobiles but the answer is devotees are using expensive mobiles to be a part of everyday chant group and to hear shrimad bhagavatam class what are you using the mobile for so if you are using it to watch youtube videos and cinemas you know material cinemas material youtube videos then that is not required then you don't keep a mobile if you are doing doing only that but if you are using a mobile to in service of krishna then use it you know so this way we should know what to do what not to do what is right and what is wrong for that you should hear regularly you should read prabhupad books you should know what is right and what is wrong then only we become independently thoughtful brahmana then you know uh, when we are independently thoughtful and when we are practicing varnashrama dharma when we are following all the uh, activities as per rules and regulations as per standard scriptural codes and moral codes then we attain perfection even though we are very imperfect conditioned souls so um, this way you know otherwise it is anyway the place of misery and in this temporary place of misery we cannot be happy you know neither can we continue to stay here we have to leave this place first of all we can't be happy here no matter how much we try and and uh, we can't even continue to stay here if if some good time has come and death is also come then we have to die we can't even stop death you know so therefore the most important thing is follow varnashrama dharma to please krishna so that we can go back to godhead you know so um, and the leaders of society especially and uh, who is the leader all of us i told you even small kids are leaders for their junior kids 
So we all, you know, must follow Varnashrama Dharma. We all must know scriptures. We all must do reading. We all must do hearing regularly. And then, you know, uh, we should uh, act as per instructions of Shastras. Then what will happen? Whoever follows us also will be free from the clutches of birth death. You know, because they are following us. They will do right things. Means if we are doing all the right things, then when the followers follow us, they are also doing the right things. As simple as that. You know. So, um, this is the moral of, uh, this is the explanation of uh, uh, two verses. And I think uh, now the time is uh, running. And um, we end that verse here. Next verse, uh, maybe I can just read. Uh, read. I'll just read this one verse. Uh, that is Canto 5, chapter 4, text uh, 16. Yadhyapi sva viditam sakala dharmam brahmam guhyam brahmanair darshita margena samadibhir upayair janatam anushasha Very difficult. Translation by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Although Lord Rishabdev knew everything about confidential Vedic knowledge, which includes information about all types of occupational duties, he still maintained himself as a Kshatriya and followed the instructions of the Brahmanas as they related to mind control, sense control, tolerance and so forth. Thus he ruled the people according to the system of Varnashrama Dharma, which enjoins that the Brahmanas instruct the Kshatriyas and the Kshatriyas administer to the state through the Vaishyas and Shudras. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Although Rishabdev knew all the Vedic instructions perfectly well, he nonetheless followed the instructions of the Brahmanas in order to perfect, uh, perfectly maintain the social order. The Brahmanas would give advices according to Shastra and all other castes would follow. The word Brahma means perfect knowledge of all activities. And this knowledge is very confidentially described in Vedic literatures. Men trained perfectly as Brahmanas should know all Vedic literature and the benefit derived from this literature should be distributed to the general populace. General populace should follow the perfect Brahmana. In this way, one can learn how to control mind and senses and thus gradually advance to spiritual perfection. See, this is a very wonderful uh, purport actually. So here you see, uh, Prabhupada very clearly says that, you know, uh, Rishabdev was um, listening to the instructions of Brahmanas. Why? The answer is because Brahmana, in the word uh, Brahmana, Brahma means perfect knowledge of all activities. So, uh, a Brahmana should have perfect knowledge of all activities. So, how we will have that? Uh, as we said in the previous verse, is that by reading daily, by hearing daily, by learning Vedic scriptures. So, a Brahmana should be very, very expert in Vedic literatures. That's why Brahmanas, you know, they are independently thoughtful people and they can solve all problems. You know, and they are not harassed by problems because they have they are very intelligent and wise because they know shastras, so they have solutions to their problems. So from such brahmanas, when we learn, therefore, you know, we have to learn bhakti shastri courses, bhakti vedanta courses, bhakti vaibhava courses, bhakti sarvam courses. Prabhupada wanted that, you know. So we all have to do our courses. We have to do at least we have to do such morning program. We have to at least do hearing daily and reading daily. We have to do that, you know. Uh, but the question is, are we doing that? If we are not doing that in Grastashama due to our difficulties, at least we should do it as often as possible. Now, it, as often means does not mean once a year. <laughs> you know, it should be at least, uh, you know, um, for me I am forced to do it once a month and you can see that once a month at least I am coming and reading with you and I read at other times also, you know. So, um, you know, we have to do it as often as possible and if we can do it daily being Grastas with all challenges, if we can do it, it's great. 
you know so uh, so prapad expects you know prapad explains that you know we have to uh, read shastras we should know shastras and we have to distribute so prapad asks for book distribution now how much books are we distributing this is the month the marathon month of uh, distribution you know how much are we distributing i would i would suggest you all that you know if you are doing any festival a birthday party or any party at home you know or even a wedding you know you all want to give return gifts sometimes you know you all want to give gifts you can give books of prabhupada as gifts you know in different languages you know you can uh, you can keep different language books and uh, you can dis- distribute and then finally you know how many books you have given and then you can pay that amount to the temple and return the remaining books you know this way you can if each one you know instead of giving any other gift if we can give prabhupada's books as gift then that is the best gift you know that we can do that's the best charity that's the best gift you know why give something else in as gift you know let us distribute see prabhupada says you see men um, uh, trained perfectly as brahmanas should know all vedic literatures and benefit you know benefit derived from this literature should be distributed to the general populace so the benef- benefit that we are getting of course this is preaching you know prabhupada is talking about preaching but uh, we are talking now about book distribution you know um, because book distribution itself is preaching it's brahat mridanga you know so um, uh, so mridanga you know uh, but books are also brahat mridanga you know they're time bombs you know uh, at at what time uh, in a heart you know uh, there will be bomb blast of all evil and uh, krishna will be established you know that uh, prabhupad knows krishna knows um, uh, so our business is to put the bombs in every heart you know by giving them prabhupad's books you know so if we can give you know if you are if you are organizing a wedding uh, or if you are organizing a birthday party or uh, you know anniversary or even death ceremony you know in death ceremony also you know we want to give charity uh, why not give bhagavad gita uh, books or bhagavatam first canto as charity you know instead of giving some sarees you know, saree also will cost uh, you know minimum 300 rupees you know uh, we get bhagavad gita much cheaper why not give bhagavad gita as a gift you know and it's it's actually priceless you know we get it for a small small payment but it is actually priceless sarees will tear and they may not even wear uh you know even if it doesn't tear because they may not like it your choice may not be liked so why give them something you know give them books you may say well they may not read if they don't read their grandchild may read great grandchild may read book is a book for 10000 years propa is going to live through his books so why not distribute it you know and and not just that propal said i i i wrote books for you to read not just to distribute so we have to read and then what we have read we have to distribute like how uh, now we are trying to distribute whatever realizations we have got we distributing it with to you like that what you have heard and what you are practicing you must also distribute to general populace propal says you know in his purpose so we have to do that on priority you know so then what happens you know people will admire us when we do such things see now if you will give bhagavad gita as written gift or bhagavatam first canto as written gift you know for those who have already received bhagavad gita in the first set of uh, your function next set you are giving bhagavatam or or you, you can give um, you know every time you can have one particular book you know <laughs> distribution first it can be perfect question perfect answer in a small birthday party a small gift for a big pa- program a big gift of bhagavad gita something like that you know so in this month and 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 in all the months if we can all you know do this kind of uh, gift distribution then uh, you know then that is very wonderful 
And if you do that, then the general populace should follow the perfect Brahmana Prabhupada says, you know, in this way one can learn how to control. What happens is when someone reads Prabhupada books and then when he starts hearing, automatically we get addicted to Prabhupada's lectures, you know. Then automatically our mind gets addicted to hearing Prabhupada. That itself is mind control, you know. When we are addicted to hearing, then all other desires of the mind is automatically under control. Getting addiction to hear is the most important thing. When mind is controlled, senses are automatically controlled, you know. And where intelligence sharpens, intelligence will demand the mind to follow uh, the instructions of Shastras. Then mind automatically, uh, you know, follows, you know, you got it right. So uh, this was uh, the 16th purport. Um, um, I think now the time is up. So uh time yes wow very nice uh, we still have eight minutes time so um let us uh, now go for question answers um uh, thank you very much for this uh, opportunity of seva you gave me opportunity to read and share and i have no words to thank you so thank you all dear um, uh, friends um now if you have any question you are most welcome to ask me whatever i know i will answer and if you have any comments uh, for me to improve, you're most welcome. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Mataji. Thank you so much, Mataji. It was just a great class and very thought-providing. If anybody has any question or query, please go ahead. Thank you very much, Pooja Chaudhary Mataji. Anybody has any question? Please ask. Hare Krishna Mataji, my dhanam pranam to you. Thank you so much for your wonderful class, Mataji. Your musicians are just uh, uh, so, uh, I mean, it comes so naturally. Actually, my voice is echoing. I don't know. I can hear myself. Not so much for us. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for the wonderful class. And uh, Mataji, you had mentioned recently that uh, you had gone to Mayapur and you are going to go to Mayapur. Going to go. Okay, okay. December last week. If, if uh, Corona does not stop us, then we are going to go. Okay, okay, okay. And so uh, we are coming back on Jan 3rd, uh, so um, I didn't want a class on Jan 4th. Yes, Mataji, I think we skipped on January month, but I'll see if there's some date I can give you later. No, you, you gave know? me second week, you gave me second week of Jan, second oh, okay. Tuesday. Okay. Your memory is so short. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't even know that you're going there and I, I forget sometimes, you know, like things. Uh, you're handling many speakers, it's very natural. Yes, Mataji. Yes, so, Mataji, when you come back, just uh, share our realization. So, Mataji, you always visit Mayapur and not Vrindavan? <laughs> Very good question. I, I visit, I used to visit alternatively. And sometimes it so happened that I visited Vrindavan once, Vrindavan the second time, Mayapur forgot. If I go to Vrindavan, I get attached to Vrindavan. I feel like again going there. If I go to Mayapur, I feel like again going there. So, that is how that, uh, you know... Uh, it happened. This time we are going and, and next time, uh, this time I was feeling that I want to go to Vrindavan also. But so far now only Mayapur is booked and my husband is worrying that whether it's the right time to go. So uh, next opportunity I am going to go to Vrindavan. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Okay, Mataji. Mataji, do you actually see the difference in the both the places? Uh, do you feel I that? Uh, feel that uh, I do. I do. There's, there's actually no difference, but there is a difference for me because I'm material-minded. You know, for material people like me, what difference we see is in Vrindavan. It's a very small uh, campus, and uh, you know, uh, you're with the Lord. But in Mayapur, you have a very big campus, so. When we go there, we are also getting a, a what's a yukta ahara, vihara siya, vihara. It's also vihara for us. It's also tour and it's also pilgrimage. You got it? So if we are seeing it from a material eyes of tour, then uh, I love the Mayapur campus. I love to go for a long walk to Goshala and then from Goshala to another corner where we have 24-hour kirtan. And, uh, you know, and within the campus only they take us for Nagar Sankirtan, you know, three-hour Nagar Sankirtan, afternoon 3.30 it will start. I love that Nagar Sankirtan which happens. I, I recently got to know even in Vrindavan they are going on Nagar Sankirtan, but in the streets of Vrindavan. And Vrindavan the monkeys are uh, terrible, they steal our specs, they break our specs and throw our specs. But in Mayapur, there are no such monkeys, <laughs> you know. So we are very peaceful there. And uh, here in Vrindavan, you can't even wear your specs and go around. Only within the campus and that too in campus, you cannot carry prasad and walk around. They will come and uh, take away. The monkeys will come and take it away from you like that. Means you have to be very, very careful. Uh, it's a small campus. For me, when I go to Yatra, I like a very big campus. And means uh, in a big area, wherever I turn, I have uh, the dam effect. Uh, you know, I have uh, the feeling that, you know, oh, it's our ISKCON, you know, it's all, <laughs> wherever you can go for a very long walk and still uh, your campus of Mayapur does not end. You have a Gurukula there, you have everything within the campus. Once you enter the gate, within the gate you have everything there and that's what I like. And uh, so much of um, uh, place to eat nice prasadam, but I will not get time to eat only that, that's the thing. One thing what I don't get time in Dham when I go is, I, we only plan when we are here we should eat Rasagulla, but you know, Oh, it was so difficult for us. We didn't get time to eat rasagulla, you know. We didn't get time to go and eat rasagulla because our schedule was so packed. Morning program we have to attend. Japa we have to do. And evening uh, kirtan 3 to 6 we go. And um, and in between we have to wash our clothes. In between we again go to room. So to go to toilet we have to go to room if you want to take a bath. And then, you know, and then come back. That walking only takes a lot of time. And uh, and by the end of the day, you know, uh, it's quite late and we get up early morning. We have less sleep and less eating time and we will not have a good stomach to eat also. So we plan to eat but we don't actually eat much in Dham. It becomes, for us it becomes like that. So, uh, you know, we, um, but in, uh, what what is the difference then when we are not able to sleep much and eat much? Then both places are equal in that perspective. But uh, but I like the big uh, stretched uh, land of Mayapur. And one thing what I like, uh, uh, which is uh, more uh, weightage on Mayapur is, in Vrindavan, uh, if you do one good activity, one devotional service, it's equal to 1,000. In Mayapur, if you do one devotional activity, it is equal to 1,000. That's equal. In Vrindavan, if you do one sin, that's equal to 1,000 sins. And in Mayapur, you commit one sin, it's equal to one sin, <laughs> you know. So that is the uh, seriousness. In, Ma in Vrindavan, it is so strict. If you commit one sin, it's equal to thousand sins. You have to pay for thousand sins. But in Mayapur, if you commit one sin, it's just equal to one sin. So for a materialist like me, you know, we will see the comparison in that way also. So Mayapur feels better. 
and in mayapur uh, we have when we really want to eat there is a time we eat we don't eat we don't get time to eat much means most of the days we don't have dinner we may just drink something hot to make our stomach all right so we eat less but uh, we have various places to eat sometimes we may not want to eat or drink something so we have fresh juice there you know always we have uh, uh, this sugar cane juice so much available in mayapur which is not available in vrindavan whenever we want in all seasons here all seasons we get sugar cane juice like that if you see from eating perspective also i enjoy mayapur more you know <laughs> as a materialist i'm just talking you know but otherwise if you see spiritually both are equal we should not see any difference you know propad said that we should stay in vrindavan and because mayapur is not different from vrindavan uh, we uh, celebrate something i forgot uh, something was celebrated in in mayapur why because propad said it's it's not different from vrindavan like that so spiritually seeing both are equal but if you ask me from my perspective uh, for me um, mayapur is uh, more merciful dham vrindavan is also merciful but somehow in mayapur i feel a um, little more happier and i'm also guilt free that one sin is equal to one sin there i'm uh, i have to be more cautious more alert and um, mayapur see uh, in vrindavan if i just walk out of the temple campus then uh, then there is not much of um, krishna consciousness felt but a uh, very much homely feeling is felt it's like i feel like i belong to this place when i go to vrindavan i feel i belong to this place Uh, but in mayapur campus is so big we don't have to go out of campus wherever we go we hear holy name wherever we go within the campus for anything you want to eat you are in the campus you can eat in the campus you want to shop clothes it's it's inside the campus you want to shop books it's inside the campus you want to shop sweets it's in the, inside the campus you want to eat pizza it's in the campus now i got to know russian restaurant and uh, uh, indian restaurant south indian restaurant you know even these kind of restaurants also within the campus of mayapur you know so you see whatever you want you get inside the campus and as long as you are inside the campus you are hearing holy names everywhere holy name is reverberating but in vrindavan if you just get out of the temple campus you go to you, you enter into loi bazar you may not hear much of hari krishna mantra you will hear radhe 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 that's also good but you know non stop hearing of hari krishna mantra you know in this holy in this kaliyuga holy name hearing chanting is very good and in mayapur dam since the campus is very big wherever we walk i feel like um, as if holy names is all around me you know um i feel it's very intoxicating you know as far as holy name is concerned uh, the holy name just um, just goes into the hearts of people in mayapur dham because its campus is so big when we walk around i feel as if engulfed by uh, holy name uh, you know as if fully embraced by holy name you know my ears my mind and even i keep chanting you know the holy name so i feel so much uh, uh, with the holy name when i'm in the campus but vrindavan uh, you know if you just step out then you are little bit uh, you feel you are outside vrindavan like you are in vrindavan but uh, you feel you are in vrindavan it is a holy dham it's it's matchless uh, but uh, for me i feel uh, mayapur better but once i go to vrindavan i feel vrindavan is better <laughs> it's like that you know uh, it's like a choice for a person when you when two favorite sweets are there when you eat the sweet number 1 you love sweet number 1 when you eat sweet number 2 you love sweet number 2 because both are equally favorite it's like that vrindavan you know is pure even if it is outside the temple campus loi bazar it is still pure um, but you know your material ears may not be hearing hari krishna mantra in all places there 
But in Mayapur, your material ears will be hearing Hare Krishna Mantra throughout the campus because you don't need to go out of campus for any shopping. Everything you will find inside the campus. And in Mayapur, there's a, just if you step out, there is Rajapur. Aha, what Lord, Jagannath Baladev Subhadra, I have never seen such cute such cute Jagannath Baladev Subhadra, I have never seen in any part of the uh, temple of, uh, part of the world I can't say because I didn't go to other parts of the world. I was just in UAE and uh, Muscat and there uh, we don't have much of the temples of uh, Jagannath Baladev Subhadra. Um, but Rajapur Jagannath Baladev Subhadra, you must go and see. If you are a practicing devotee, if you are an initiated devotee, you must once go and see. When you go and stand, you are allowed to stand at a distance of just three feet. Three feet distance and unlimited darshan time. Unlimited. Nobody chases you. So you can stand and the Lord's size is, you know, more than three feet, you know. Each one, Jagannath Bhadi Subhadra are quite tall, you know, around three feet, I think, you know. Um, so uh, they, they look big and fat and cute and uh, blissful and... Uh, uh, you feel as if you are meeting the person in, in the Lord, you are meeting the personality of God, you are meeting the person, you know, you are meet, meeting the personality. So I really love the experience of going to Rajapur, you know, and if you go to Rajapur, you must sponsor for uh, Rajbog and you must eat, you should tell them that I want to pay for Rajbog and I want to come and uh, honor the prasadam. And then you will, you will really relate, I mean, they will go on serving, 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 you know, and you feel at least now it's over. No, it's not over. Again, another set of things will come. You feel, okay, now it should be over. Again, another set of things will come. My God, it's never-ending feast, you know. Uh, so, uh, this is all something which is very unique about Mayapur Dham, which uh, Jagannath Bhadi Subhadra, I miss in Vrindavan Dham, you know. Uh, maybe there is a temple somewhere, mm -hmm. I don't know. But inside the temple campus, um, you know, it is... Uh, uh, this you know, I, I really love this place actually, uh, Mayapur Dham. But when I go to Vrindavan, I will love Vrindavan. Right. So next year I'm going there. <laughs> That's all. Just this much I just wanted to share. I'm sorry if uh, I don't want to commit any offense to Vrindavan Dham. Vrindavan Dham is spiritually equally potent, and uh, it is very much. Uh, it's going to take us back to Godhead. It is very very secret. But uh, from a material perspective, I just shared my views. Uh, please. I beg all your pardon and um, I beg pardon from Holy Vrindavan Dham. Vrindavan Dham ki chai, Mayapur Dham ki chai. Thank you very much, dear Mataji. If you have any question, you can ask. Thank you so much Thank for sharing, you, for sharing. Uh, you know.